Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel, make $1,000 bonuses, or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Dream Makers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at Two Tickets to Paradise.net. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for joining us today. We have a very special day today because my co-host, Nick, is actually joining us from the Magic Kingdom. Say hey, Nick. Hey, guys. I'm actually on uh, the Liberty Bell as we speak. We just landed back in Frontierland and about to disembark on the boat. So we're having a good time, and uh, I have my wife here with me and Colin. And uh, this is our last day here at the Magic Kingdom, and we'll be heading out to Myrtle Beach tomorrow morning. Oh, what a bittersweet time for you. Yeah. I got plenty to talk about. Just warming it up here for my my trip here coming up very shortly. So uh, this week, listeners, we have a news and rumors segment. Uh, it was pretty popular last time we talked about it, and we're going to try and do this once a month. And so uh, Nick's got some inside scoops since he's been at the parks. He's been doing some investigating, and I'll, I'll let him talk to you about that a little bit later. Uh, but we want to kick things off this week with a little bit of Disney history. You ready for this, Nick? Yeah, take us back. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. All right, this week in Disney history starts off June 23rd, 1956. This is a date that's relevant to some of our past podcast episodes. Uh, This is the day that the Disney Skyway actually opened up at Disneyland. Yeah, so you remember our trip back to the the ride-through of the Matterhorn bobsleds, and we talked about one of the reasons why it was constructed was to hide the pylon for the Skyway. But that didn't happen until 1950. That didn't happen until 1959. So uh, this was a a skyway that was built by a company out of Switzerland, and uh, shocking, right, for the Matterhorn. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But the skyway was actually built by this company in Switzerland, and uh, it didn't originally include a trip through the Matterhorn. But the Matterhorn was built around it to hide that pylon. So. Uh, happy birthday to the Skyway at Disneyland. Also, before you go on, speaking of happy birthday, I just want to wish my brother, uh, his birthday was on June 17th. I don't want to wish him a happy birthday as well. Just wanted to sneak that in there. Yeah, happy birthday. I know he listens. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Thanks for listening, buddy. So next up, June 23rd, 1963. This was the day that the Enchanted Tiki Room was first featured at Disneyland. And I was just uh, actually in the Tiki Room. Uh, about an hour ago, Dave, here at Disney World. Sweet. So you say hi to all the birds? Yeah, I did. Awesome. So the one at Disneyland has a, about 150 talking, singing birds, and it had some famous voices. But overall, one of the voices we talked about in our last one of our last podcasts when we highlighted the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was a man named Thurl Ravenscroft. Yes. Super famous voice. If you heard his voice, you would know who he was. 
All right, moving on, the next thing we have is another birthday here. This is a pretty important one, though, to the Disney company. This would be happy birthday to Roy O. Disney, born June 24, 1893. So you know Roy Disney, Nick, was kind of the business mind behind the whole company, whereas Walt was the creative mind. Uh, a lot of credit was, is due to Roy because he's the one that kind of kept the company afloat in the tough times and, and knew exactly where to spend the money. So uh, he was a good partner to his brother. And a funny story about that, you know, my wife and I took the Keys of the Kingdom tour, and uh, one fact that our our uh, our tour guide told us was when the, when Roy oversaw the park construction to make sure that it was open by October 1st, uh, he hung a sign over the clock on Main Street because the construction workers were staring at the clock uh, all day long, uh, just itching to get out of there, on the, you know, when the day was en ending. So what he did was he put a sign over it that said, you have until October 1st, <laughs> or you have until October 1st, something like that. So it was just kind of funny how uh, Roy's sense of humor, you know, placing yeah. that uh, that sign over the clock. Anywho, move on. Cracking the whip on those workers. Well, yeah, Roy Disney was the uh, president of Walt Disney Productions from 45 to 68, and the chairman of the board for the company until he died in 1971. And kind of the interesting thing about this, the last fact I have for you is that it was his idea to actually put Walt in front of Disney World. The company was, or the park was actually going to be called Disney World, but then uh, to honor his brother, Walt, that died, he decided to make it Walt Disney World. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so moving on, uh, also same day, June 4th, but this time 1994, this was the day that one of your favorite movies, The Lion King, was released to the public. Yeah, The Lion King, it is one of my favorite movies, and that was actually not even a B-rated cartoon that was supposed to come out, but I think as far as on the Disney tier, they expected that not to perform as well. They kind of lowered that on like the sea level as far as production and, and, you know, Disney, they're working on multiple cartoons at the same time. Well, they, you know, like A, B, and C tier. They put that like at the bottom thinking that had the weakest storyline, but that turned out to be, uh, and I'm sure you're going to mention uh, right now, one of the highest grossing cartoons for Disney. Yeah, it's in the top 10 of all time movies, highest grossing, and it is the Disney's highest grossing movie. Uh, included voices like James Earl Jones, Nathan Lane, Matthew Broadwick, so it had a lot of big names as far as uh, voices in the, in the actual movie. So, pretty cool. It's a it's a classic, that's for sure. Hey, just so I let the listeners know, I'm walking by the yield or the yield Christmas shop Ooh. here in uh, yeah, right here in Liberty Square. So it's awesome. I'm actually walking right through the sewage as we speak. Stop in and get you a Christmas ornament. We did that yesterday. Sweet. Hey, speaking of, well, no, I'll get into that later, so keep going. All right, last one for you. We have June 28th, 1988. This is the day that the Disney Grand Floridian Beach Resort opened up. Um, we talked about this and how the name has changed in a previous episode, but uh, this was the first of many of the big hotels that opened up around this time, uh, around the Disney property. This was their big push, and this was kind of the flagship hotel for all of these. I think they said there's like 10 of them that opened within a certain span of time. Right. Do you, do you ever see yourself staying there, Dave? Because I really don't see myself staying there. Yeah, never. Too for me. Yeah, not a chance. I would I would be so out of place in that in that hotel. Um, we, we did get to go in there one time. My daughter went to the 1900 Park Fair dinner with Cinderella and family. So we got a chance to see it, and it's awesome. Just not my style. Yeah. I'd be like, where do you place this for? You know? Right. Yeah, ex <laughs> no. exactly. I'd be using everything wrong, and I, I my etiquette is just not there to be a member there. And that's going to wrap up this week in Disney history, Nick. Okay, well, let me uh, take the listeners on a journey here. You know, let me grab my notes. I have plenty to talk about. Right now, I'm walking right in front of Cinderella Castle. I am uh, on the spoke, uh, excuse me, the hub, 
I'm right here in the hub area right now. Oh, good. Lay down in the grass and take a little nap. Yeah, you know, they're doing a lot of construction. They boarded it all up. They're adding to the castle. They're building more turrets uh, to Cinderella's castle. And uh, they're going to turn them into big speakers for all the parades and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm right now I'm looking at a view of uh, Main Street USA, and it looks amazing. But, yeah, I'm going to take you kind of all over the place. Um, I have some notes that I've been taking this week, so just bear with me, Dave. Listeners, bear with me. I'm kind of going to jump around all over the place. But uh, one fascinating story that I just found very interesting, you know, in other episodes, Dave, we had talked about, you know, cameras being installed around the park and on the buses and stuff like that after 9-11. Well, as it turns out, cameras weren't even installed on the buses after 9-11. They were actually installed because a bus driver uh, took one of the buses after cupping off tourists at their local resort or whatnot, took the bus all the way down to Miami with his friends. So after that, they installed dash cams and cameras aboard the, the bus transportation system. Sweet. So he took the uh, party bus down to Miami for a little bit of action on the beach, right? He did. So I thought that was really funny. But, you know, after I, you know, the bus driver heading down to uh, downtown Disney told us that story, we got off, my, my wife and I in town, we walked into, well, we walked right on into downtown Disney. It wasn't as packed as I thought it would be, and I'll get into that later on, but, uh, you know, the first store we ducked into, we ducked into, like, an art shop, and, um, you know, uh, lots of pickables, and guess what happened? What happened? You put a kid in a, in a China in China shop and they're bound to break stuff. So Colin actually knocked off a figurine of Goofy and his head fell off. Oh, you're kidding. And you want, you want to take a guess on how much that figurine was? 50 bucks. Uh, double that. Ooh. It was just over $100. Oh, yeah. Man. So I did the noble thing, Dave. You know, I am an honest person. I did the noble thing. I picked up the Goofy head and tried placing it back on the neck. It would not stay, so... I put it down respectfully next to Goofy's legs and took Colin and my wife and said, let's get out of here as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, for those who are listening, we'll give you Nick's address at the end of the show so you can uh, send your litigation. Yeah, so, um, you know, we went back to, uh, you know, I'm saying at the Art of Animation. Absolutely love that resort. It's a family resort. But uh, after getting back from downtown Disney, I figured, hey, you know what, I'm going to sit in the pool and, and cool off. Um, first off, I hate I hate going into public pools. And you want guess why? I hate going into public pools. Yeah, bad hygiene. Pee in the pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, the kids pee in the pool all the time. That's where the adults do too, because we never see them get out. But yeah, as soon as I walk in, I'm not even kidding you, Dave. If it gets kind of loud, by the way, I'm walking down Main Street, so I apologize for the background noise. But uh, yeah, I walk right into the pool. Within 10 seconds, the lifeguards are blowing the whistle, saying, get out of the pool, get out of the pool. Yeah, so guess what happened? Someone peed the pool. No, no, no. Someone pooped in the pool. No, number two. So that's why, yeah, that's why I do not get into pools, by the way, buddy. Only private pools. So that happened to me again last night. I decided to, to try it again, and within seriously night and five minutes, we were all called out someone who's in the pool. And that's been happening routinely all week. So Again? if you stay at the Art of Animation, yeah, so if you stay at the Art of Animation, do not go to the pool. Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> well, it's family friendly. On day one, uh, you know, we went to uh, Hollywood Studios, and this was kind of cool. After riding Star Tours and going through the, um, the Jedi Academy with Colin and my nephew, 
there was a cast member there that recognized one of uh, the, well, the shirt that my nephew was wearing. It said Mouse Capades on it, had our logo. And uh, he's a fan of the show. He said, yeah, I've heard of you. I've seen that artwork before. I listened to you. I'm a fan of the show. So I thought that was kind of neat that even cast members down here are listening to our show. And hopefully, you know, I got his contact information. He's in the college intern program. Hopefully we'll have him on the show in the future because, you know, you and I have been itching to do uh, an episode on the college intern program. Yeah, so definitely. he'll be on the show soon. My daughter keeps on begging me to find somebody that's in it so that we can interview and she can learn because she wants to head that way. Yeah, so, okay, so we're still at down, uh, excuse me, not downtown Disney, but we're still at Hollywood Studios, and, you know, this month is gay, lesbian, uh, what, transgender, whatever, yada yada month, right? That would be LGBT. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> anywho, I had, to, I had to go back to the hotel room because uh, my boy wanted to go back. He was tired, and he wanted to go back. So my wife and my mother decided to stay, and we had tickets to Fantasmic, and they went ahead and they went to the show. Well... You know, my wife and I are also celebrating our anniversary, so we have our anniversary team. Um, my wife was wearing hers while my mom was walking with her to the show, and a cast member stopped her and said, Oh, happy anniversary, you too. Oh, I didn't know that Aaron and your mom were celebrating an anniversary. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was hilarious that they actually thought that uh, they were together. My mother's like more than twice uh, my wife's age. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> so, anyhow, I, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, on one of our rides uh, back to the Arctic Animation, you know, first off, it never fails. You go to sit down in a tight spot or or on a bus or whatnot, and you always get that person. It's like, okay, trying to shove a bowling ball between two books on your shelf in a library. Yeah. Yeah, I would be one of the books. And I'm always and, next to uh, someone, Yeah, someone the size of a bowling ball tried squeezing right in between us, but... Uh, Later on in the ride, um, back to the art of animation, we, we just we, we could smell this very foul smell. It was horrible. It spread quickly throughout the bus. And here's my wife singing, "Let it blow, let it blow." Oh yeah. You know. I could see her doing yeah, that. For and, sure. Yeah, and my father uh, following it up with the smell didn't bother me anyway. So <laughs> yeah, but it I did. I thought that was funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, so while I was at the Art of Animation, I met a boy named Mason, and uh, followers uh, hit up his Instagram account. It's Mason underscore illustration, um, and you can see his portfolio online. This kid is amazing, Dave. He's 12 years old, and he has a portfolio uh, out of this world. So just go ahead and check it out. Uh, he was he had his portfolio out at uh, the food court uh, at the Art of Animation, and it caught the eye of a couple cast members, and then like the manager and then another manager came out and they had this kid drawing Disney characters with a spray bottle like a water spray bottle on the table and the kid was actually doing it then they said okay we're going to challenge you even further and dump all of the spices like all these different spices on on a table and we want you to draw a stitch and the kid did it this kid is amazing after uh, a discussion with his parents which I got their contact information and hopefully we can have yeah, his parents and the child on the show as well, they, they, they agreed that they would come on sometime to talk about just his life story and how he began drawing at the age of three. Um, he actually was employed, or not employed, excuse me, he, he was contracted out uh, by Disney for two years. He worked for a company that was contracted out by Disney, and he's only 12 years old, so I thought that was amazing. You're definitely going to see him uh, somewhere down the line as a Disney animator. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of those artists at Downtown Disney where they do the the uh, work with a, with the spray bottles of these brooms or something like that to do the different 
uh, artwork on the ground, but for a 12-year-old to be doing that, that's amazing. Oh, it's amazing, buddy. And, you know, let's head back to Downtown Disney. I did catch a scoop on some cast members talking about Downtown Disney and how they're going to make it an old or seek, uh That's why they're calling it Disney Springs, by the way, because they're going to make it look like an old, early 1900 uh, Florida uh, city by the coast uh, kind of feel cool. for all the tourists. So that's, yeah, so that's why it's called Disney Springs. I know you and I were kind of curious as to why Disney Springs. Yeah, the logo kind of looks like that. So it's just kind of cool. I'm going to take you to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, my wife and I, as I said earlier, did the, key, the Kingdom tour. And one thing I want to say, you know, in a later in a podcast a couple episodes ago, we had the Disneyland Ghost Hunters episode. And in that episode, we talked about a shadowy figure that was caught on the Disneyland, or I should say, Aurora Castle, right? Right. Beauty uh, in Disneyland. And the whole thing was, do people stand on top of the castle or do they not? Uh, again, I apologize for the background noise because I am walking down Main Street USA to give you a heads up. Um, turns out, after asking the tour guide, dude, no one stands on top of the castle at all. There are actually no fireworks even on the castle, except for, like, the witches' villains' parade. And it only shoots off, like, a couple fireworks. That's it. But all the fireworks are shot off hundreds of yards away behind the castle. It's just an illusion that they're being shot off from the castle. And there's no one on top of that castle. It would be a huge safety foul. So he said, no, there would be no one on top of that castle. Wow. I just found that interesting. Yeah, so we're still looking yeah. for an explanation as to that one. Yeah, so, you know, moving on, my wife and I on the Keys of the Kingdom tour, we did get a chance to go down into the Utilidors. And that was quite an experience. You know, after bringing on Leonard Kinsey, who wrote The Dark Side of Disney, and all of the stuff that he's posted on YouTube of the Utilidors, I found it very fascinating. And I, and I told myself, man, one day I'll go down there. Well, I did have the opportunity to, and I have to say, say it kind of took the fantasy away. It kind of brought in the realism to me, and it kind of just took away the magic. When I got to see the behind the scenes of, you know, Disney World itself and what goes on underneath Disney World and, you know, what goes on behind the scenes, it kind of just took the magic away for me. Just a little bit, not all the way, but just a little bit. Yeah, that'll fade. After a month or two, you'll probably uh, get over that and you'll be ready to go back. And also kudos to you for actually doing it the legal way and going down on the Case of the Kingdom yeah. Tour. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, let's see here. Look at my notes. Look at my notes. Um, we talked about the cameras, the transportation. Oh, I want to give a shout out to Mario in Town Square, by the way. Dude, one of my favorite snack in the whole entire park. Do you remember what it is, Dave? That's not churros. No, it's not. Well, I did have one, and they are amazing, awesome. by the way. Um, but uh, popcorn. You know, I absolutely oh, love yeah, popcorn. I remember you saying that. I'm a, yeah, I'm a popcorn connoisseur. And uh, Mario, thanks for filling up my uh, popcorn for me the other day in Town Square. He stuffed it, dude. I got like two boxes of popcorn and one for the same price, so I just want to give him a shout-out. Thanks, man. Yeah, Super Mario. Yeah, I did have a chance to sit down and have a few brew with Colin, and we'll post that up on the Instagram account. At that point, I call it his midday meltdown. He had one of those at that point, and plus the brew helped help him uh, feel a little bit better, and he came out of it. Hey, I have those midday meltdowns after, uh, after a couple of brews as well, so that's all right, Colin. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. But I did. We went in there, and uh, I just I, I had my pound my fist down on the counter, and I said, "One with you, brew, please." So I knew Colin didn't want one, and it was just funny because the lady smiled from ear to ear, and she's like, "Wow, you really want one?" I go, "Yeah, my my uh, son and I have been talking about this for six months. We really want one." And her 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 response was, "Seriously?" And I'm like, "Yes, of course, man." So uh, she thought it was awesome. 
But so she put extra marshmallow in it for us. Extra marshmallow. Nice. Extra marshmallow, buddy. Awesome. Hey, tell us about your Keys of the Kingdom tour and how you went on a couple of the rides. I know you and I talked yesterday about that. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We, we did go on a couple of the rides. And I got the history, the historical lowdown on the Jungle Cruise ride, which was awesome. And also a historical lowdown on uh, uh, the Haunted Mansion as well. And that was something I did not expect. You know, the Keys of the Kingdom tour. We got a meal out of it. We got a key that says, you know, we have a key to the kingdom. We uh, got to get on the Haunted Mansion ride and the Jungle Cruise ride, and we had we heard the historical uh, aspect of it, which was neat. I wish I would have recorded it, so I'm sorry, Dave. We'll just have to go on it again sometime, you know? So I'll take you next time, and, and we'll go on it. Yeah, you got me itching to do that, because that seemed really cool, especially, like, we talked yesterday about how you said that the uh, they replaced the skipper with your guide, and instead of hearing the, the jokes and yeah. the spiel, you got to hear the uh, the history part of it. And one thing I want to mention just before we, we, uh, I wrap it up here on uh, my trip, um, next week I do want to do a pros and cons, so like maybe on our interview episode, Dave, you can go ahead and interview me if that's cool with you. I can kind of bring up a summary of the pros and cons of this trip because there's been many pros, but there's been many cons as well. One thing that I've noticed, more and more employees are college interns. I didn't notice that at this point last year. I do realize it's peak season and they bring in those college interns. But I've, I've noticed a huge uh, generation gap with the employees, and I'm seeing more and more uh, individuals in their late teens, early 20s here. And I have to say they're not as magical as your older generation uh, cast members. Um, one thing my wife and I have both have agreed on this year, we've seen more disgruntled cast members than ever. They're not as cheery really? for the most part. I mean, you, you have good cast members, don't get me wrong, that have been excellent on this trip. But we've just seen more cast members kind of spread out among all the kingdoms. But we've seen it more so at the Magic Kingdom than any other uh, kingdom. And uh, they're just disgruntled. We saw individuals yesterday at the Liberty Tree Tavern. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to call her out. I'm sorry because she was very rude with multiple families, not even ours. But, uh, you know, we had two individuals get sick in our party. So our, our party of six went down to party of four. And she rolled her eyes at me as if she was disgusted with it. Like it caused her some trouble. And um, I just, Stacy from uh, Chester, Virginia, yes, I'm calling you out at the Liberty Tree Tavern because she rolled her eyes at two other families. We had two other families. All they did was ask, very politely, how long do you think the wait will be? And she, like, uh, rolled her eyes as she walked away. I saw it. They did not. I was at her side and kind of huffed and went back to tell another employee all the, you know, like, uh, these tour, or, you know, people keep asking all these questions. Well, here's my thing, you know, you're in customer service and you're supposed to put on good show, you know, deal with it. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to get some hate mail from her pretty soon here, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we look forward well, no, to... No, I did, I did want to bring, I did want to bring that up because uh, my wife and I were just astonished. We've only heard have a magical day once. Wow. We've been here, what, six nights already? Uh, and we've only heard that once. Last year, we heard that Geez, like 50 times a day. It was amazing. Um, but, uh, no, I will say we've had more, we've had more so better cast members than, you know, lousy cast members. But I will say the majority of cast members this trip have been on the college intern program. And I think it's done a lot of, uh, almost disservice because they're just not like that older generation that really brings in the magic day. Not right. that I'm talking negative about Disney. I'm just talking the facts here. Yeah, so we look forward to that. Next week, we'll do that pros and cons with you. So uh, this week, let's get to our topic. We have news and rumors, and uh, we 
Nick brought you some news uh, firsthand, straight from the kingdom itself. I want to start off this topic with uh, recently there was a calendar sent out of park operating hours for 2016 and it didn't have extra magic hours. So one of the rumors going around is that they're getting rid of extra magic hours. Yeah, I heard about that. And, you know, on Thursday, uh, my wife and I, we got into the park an hour early on those extended magic hours and we took total advantage of that. Within the first two hours, Dave, we got on like five or six rides. It was amazing. So I really hope they do bring that up back next year. That's a huge perk for staying at on on property, you know, and that's one of the things where I'm going to be one of those people that will weigh that as as one of the things that they take those away. I may not stay on property because it I can stay someplace else for a lot cheaper and uh that was one of the perks that you know as a matter of fact this time I could have stayed with family down there, but we stayed on property because we're going to be able to stay out until 2 a.m. into the Magic Kingdom on one of the nights that I'm there. So, uh that's a huge yeah. perk. And, and it's not for sure that they're going away. It just wasn't posted in this calendar that was sent out to travel agents. So uh, keep you po we'll keep you posted on that and let you know what the story is with the extra magic hours. Uh, how about this, Nick? Did you did you go to the uh, did you go to the Festival of Lion King this year? Yeah, I did not, buddy. I've heard a lot of people uh, talking about it on this trip, but we did not go. What's going on with it? Well, they're lucky to get in because it's been shut down two to three times a day sometimes for these shows. Uh, turns out they have an old sound system, and it's just, I guess it's past its prime. Oh. So, so they're canceling a lot of shows. So a lot of people out there that have Fast Passes for the Festival of the Lion King show, you may want to think about changing your Fast Pass to a different attraction because uh, you may be disappointed. Yeah, okay. Hey, did you hear about uh, – hey, let me ask you a question. Did you watch Maleficent 1? I did. The first one? I did. My daughter has it on Blu-ray. You know, that cost like over, what, like 140 or something to make, and they made like 680-something million, something like that. I don't have this pass in front of me, uh, so I apologize to our listeners, but uh, that, that movie made millions. And uh, so they're coming out with a Maleficent uh, 2, and they're going to bring back, you know, former cast members like Angelina Jolie and things like that. Awesome. So we're going to find number two somewhere else besides the Art of Animation pool then, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, so you talked a little bit earlier when you were talking about the uh, the disgruntled employee at the Liberty Tree Tavern. Well, it turns out that... Yeah, that's just one. There, there was a handful. We've had better employees than none. Or actually, I say cast members. It turns out that the uh, kitchen for that restaurant is going to serve a dual purpose because one of the things that we talked about in an earlier show is actually coming true. It's going to be a new Jungle Cruise restaurant, so I cannot be more excited for this Jungle Cruise restaurant. So they're going to have that one kitchen... For serve the Liberty Tree Tavern and this new restaurant, which what what was the name of it again? Yeah, Skipper's Cantina. Yeah, Skipper's Cantina. Can't wait for it. Yeah, so yeah, me either, buddy. But the, another, uh, you know, in, in an earlier episode, we had talked about uh, the Speedway, you know, being demolished, and um, we had joked around saying they're probably going to build a parking lot in this place. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what they're doing? They're making a parking lot. They're making a parking lot, and you heard it here first, right? Awesome, yeah, that's two, that's two things that you've heard here first, so uh, we're on a roll, bro, we're on a roll. Um, yeah, keep going, what do you got for Well, there's a couple things, just real quick, uh, I'm going to be heading to the Wilderness Lodge here pretty soon, and it turns out that I may see some construction, because there were permits filed to build new DVC bungalows, this is the newest bungalow place. Nice. Yeah, so that's something. Hey, you hear the train coming? Yeah, I hear it. That's something to Did look you hear it? Yeah, All right. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, also, people may wonder what they're going to do with the the place where they held the backlot tour at uh, Hollywood Studios. So, we found out that this is a fact that they are going to be building a Toy Story Playland place and it's going to have three rides. Uh, one of them was stolen from one of the other parks. It's going to be an RC 
uh, racer ride where the uh, the people get into a car and it kind of swings back and forth. We've got a ride that's called Woody's Roundup, which is kind of like Mater's Junkyard Jamboree in Disneyland. And then finally, that last ride, I just want to mention that last ride that, that they're going to be building there is going to be a trackless car ride where you're going to be able to get into a car and uh, and kind of drive around. So we'll see what that one's all about. Yeah, they're building, they're building Cars Land out there. You know, in an earlier episode, we talked about uh, um, Hollywood Studios Reimagined. And I had mentioned that they really need to build Cars Land and Star Wars Land. Well, talking to uh, an animator over at Epcot, he actually confirmed that that's indeed they're going to be building Star Wars Land and Cars Land over at Hollywood Studios. That's awesome. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's going to detract a lot of business from Disneyland, I bet, because that was one of the biggest reasons that we went was to go see Cars Land. But, yeah, good for them, I guess. And just to give you a heads up, guess what I saw downstairs in the Utilidors? Uh, the head of the, the Mater's Hood. They have posters down there of upcoming attractions and ideas coming to the parks, right? Yeah. I saw a poster uh, of Iron Man. Oh, really? And so I want to know why that was up. You know, Universal Studios has the rights to Marvel. Uh, you know, there's the comic book rights and then there's the movies rights. Right. I believe Disney has uh, the movies rights and Universal has the comic book rights or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did see a poster of Things to Come and it was an image of Iron Man. So maybe there'll be an Iron Man ride coming to... I would assume down, um, excuse me, uh, Hollywood Studios maybe? That would be sweet. I think that, you know, a lot of people talk about the Cars land and the Star Wars land. I think that, that Marvel is going to be huge if they decide to act on that and put rides in. Right, definitely. All right, All right so, so, I, have, yeah, so I have one more topic here, and I've been excited to talk to you about this because I came upon this in my research this week. Apparently, there, okay. apparently there's some, some secrecy going on around the Disney company, and it revolves around building a new theme park. So this one's called okay, yeah. Correct. So this one's called Disney America, and it's going to be built in Virginia. And apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently back in 1994, Disney was really close on snagging up about 2,000 acres to build a theme park that's based on uh, the history of America. Which I know that Walt Disney himself was really into the history of America, and that was kind of why uh, we got things like the Carousel Progress and we got the uh, Hall of Presidents and things like that. So. Right, right. Yeah, Very so, interesting. So back in 1994, they almost had this deal done to get this park, and that. But what stopped them actually, ironically, was that it was going to be built on historic land, and there was enough protest that they backed out of the deal. Well, it turns out. That, okay. Yeah, it turns out that recently this college, Sweetbriar College, which is in Sweetbriar, Virginia, actually uh, decided abruptly to shut their gates and, and close down this college. Now nobody knows why, because they have 90 million dollars in the bank. They're still making money, um, but the interesting thing is, is that the college is built on 3,200 acres, and they have a feeling that there's a buyer that's coming in to buy this property, and no one knows who it is, that they just have a lot of power, and uh, you would think that... Disney's done that before, buddy. Yeah, and, and people are saying, no, this is not true, no, this is not true, it's not Disney, but just think back of when Disney World was built, and how... All of the land was bought up secretly. No one knew who it was dying up the land. And there were a lot of naysayers saying, you know, this is not happening, this is not happening. And then, boom, here you go. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I'm going to wrap things up here. I got my kiddo wanting me and my wife looking at me. So I'm going to wrap some stuff up. Uh, listeners, I just want to say uh, tune in next week because I really do want to wrap up my trip and give you the pros and cons of Disney World. So look out for that one, okay, listeners? Hey, thanks a lot, Dave. 
Uh, it's been a great vacation. I know we'll talk later, okay, buddy? All right, you take care, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, peace. Hey, listen, have a magical yeah, day. Yeah. Have a magical day. Hey, thanks for saying have a magical day, because I've only heard it once since I've been at the Well, now you've heard it twice. All right, All right buddy. See ya. Bye. That's Nick joining us live from the Walt Disney World Resort Complex in Orlando, Florida. Be sure to tune in next week and hear all about Nick's trip with his pros and cons list. That's going to do it for us this week, listeners. So tune in next week, like I said. And until then, peace. Listeners, thank you so much for listening, and tune in next week. Remember to contact us, give us an email, shoot us a text. We definitely want to hear from you.